From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Friday, October 21st, 2022. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. Police in Cleveland are searching for the suspects in an afternoon shooting yesterday at a barber shop on the city's south side. ONN's Bree Buckley has more. Tim Gillespie says two men came into his barber shop and started firing off shots. I'm praying for everyone involved because to be that evil, to do something like that, you need God. It was cold-blooded. He believes the shooters were targeting three men that had come into his shop asking for walk-in service. Police say five people total were shot. Four are expected to be okay, including two of his barbers. One man who was shot in the chest is in critical condition. In Cleveland, Bree Buckley. A community is mourning a youth football coach who was shot and killed in Cincinnati just after practice had finished. Police say 37-year-old Jermaine Knox died at the scene outside the College Hill Recreation Facility on Tuesday night. Another man was wounded. Knox was remembered during a memorial service on Wednesday as a mentor to many children in the community. It was not clear what led to the shooting. What started as a call for a medical emergency at an apartment building in Akron resulted in one death and 20 units being evacuated after first responders detected high levels of carbon monoxide at the scene. ONN's Dave James reports. The Summit County Medical Examiner's Office says a 66-year-old woman was found dead in her bathroom at the Timbertop Apartments at about midnight. While first responders were talking with a man who wasn't feeling well at the apartment building, he asked for somebody to check on his birds. Four were found dead at the bottom of the cage. Akron Fire Lieutenant Tim Morrison says as reports of others not feeling well came in, crews determined high levels of carbon monoxide were present. Two adults were found unconscious, and in all, eight people were taken to hospitals. Dave James, I went in news. There's a rise in COVID cases in Ohio for the first time in seven weeks. ONN's Gabriela Garcia has the story. More than 11,000 new cases were reported this week. That is an increase of more than 2,500 cases from this time last week. Experts say this isn't a big surprise. The CDC also released a study that shows the importance of getting the new bivalent COVID booster shot to protect yourself against new variants. It shows the effectiveness of two or three doses of the vaccine against COVID-associated hospitals hospitalization has decreased from 69% starting in December to 31% in late June as different variants surfaced and immunity decreased. I'm Gabriela Garcia. The number of Americans filing new claims for unemployment benefits fell unexpectedly last week. And that was the story here in Ohio, too. ONN's Amanda Fay has more. Initial claims also fell last week in Ohio by about 1,300. Ohio's unemployment rate in August was 4%, slightly higher than the national rate of 3.7%. I'm Amanda Fay. Ohio voters will decide State Issue 2 in November, which deals with whether legal immigrants with green cards who are not U.S. citizens should be able to vote in local elections. ONN's Kaylee Marantet in Toledo explains. There's only one town in Ohio that allows non-U.S. citizens to vote, and that's Yellow Springs, east of Dayton. Local elections could include something like school boards or city taxes. If Issue 2 is passed, no city or town would be able to allow non-U.S. citizens to vote in local elections, and Yellow Spring would have to change its voting requirements. There is an argument here, though, that cities should have the option since green card holders are still a part of the community. In Toledo, Kaylee Marantet. 
One political group is calling Ohio's governor out on his refusal to debate. More from ONN's Yolanda Harris in Columbus. We spotted this billboard in Columbus. The group Ohio Women Rising used this screen to ask why Governor DeWine won't debate his Democratic opponent, Nan Whaley. When we asked the governor about that, this was his response. So I'm out every single day in Ohio, uh, listening to the people of Ohio, but also available, uh, you know, for anyone to ask me questions. Uh, I do this every single day. The governor's campaign did tell us he will participate in an editorial board with the plane dealer next week. I'm Yolanda Harris. The Ohio Secretary of State's office says 950,000 Ohioans have requested absentee ballots for the November 8th election. ONN's Trent Croce reports from Northwest Ohio. Officials say some of those absentee ballots are in the mail. They say a big part of it is being patient as a large amount are being delivered as we speak. You can still apply to do absentee voting up until November 5th at noon in Ohio, but it's always better to apply earlier than later to avoid mailing delays so everyone gets their vote counted. Trent Croce at the Wood County Board of Elections. And according to the Secretary of State, fewer than half of Ohio's counties have secured the number of poll workers they want for the November 8th election. If you're interested in being a poll worker, contact your local Board of Elections. They will make sure you are trained and paid for your work. Halloween candy poses a danger to pets. ONN's Clay Gordon has the details with Audrey Weistrack, the CEO and co-founder of Pet Folk, a veterinary care company. Pet owners should keep sugar-free products far away from their animals. Those products can range from gum to candy and even peanut butter. Sugar-free candies contain an ingredient called xylitol, which experts say can be very dangerous and even deadly for pets. Pets do not have the ability to break down that sweetener, and it causes a, a very dramatic decline in their blood sugar and can cause seizures and death. Other items pet owners should keep away from their pets, dark chocolate, milk chocolate, and raisins. I'm Clay Gordon. In suburban Columbus, the Gahanna Jefferson Local School District broke ground on a new high school yesterday. School Board President Beryl Brown Pickle Antonio says planning for the new school started a decade ago. This is a symbol of the future of our entire community, an incredible place for learning for our students in the community for years to come, um, a wonderful place for our staff. This is our future. The new three-story building will hold 2,800 students and is projected to be open by the fall of 2025. And the founders of an innovative way for children to receive much-needed food in eastern Ohio are receiving national attention. ONN's Eric Brown explains. Anna and Jason Watson of Frazeesburg started a food pantry in 2016 and expanded to a mobile one and a used ice cream truck to provide lunches and ice cream to kids during COVID-19. The Zanesville Times Recorder reports the Watson story went viral in August when GoFundMe featured them in its Heroes program. They were also featured in the September edition of People's Magazine. They also recently appeared on the Jennifer Hudson syndicated television show. To find out more, search online for the AIM Outreach Ice Cream Truck Fund. Eric Brown. ONN News. Special thanks to our affiliates WBNS-TV in Columbus, WTOL-TV in Toledo, and WKYC-TV in Cleveland for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.